Well, hi, family. Um, the first thing I have to say is we have a gift for you today. So every student can go home with a new devotional that will walk them through the whole Bible and um, point out God's heart from Genesis to Revelation. So go grab your copy after chapel. All right, I've prayed for you this morning, and I prayed for the Lord to give you courage to imagine with me. Um, Let's talk about the first couple chapters of Acts this morning. Try to put yourself in the pages with me. The history-altering resurrection just happened. Jesus, once dead, is now alive. He walked out of the tomb and he spent 40 wonderful days with his followers in his magical new body. He was eating with them and walking with them and talking them through all the um, prophecies, trying to make the connections with them for them, and I'm sure it was barely more than they could take in. It must have been an amazing time for the followers of Jesus that were with him. Then when it felt way too soon, Jesus tells them, I'm going to prepare our home for you. I'm going, but I'll be with you always. You will go out now. You will explain everything now. Teaching and sharing all I have taught you and baptizing in, your na- in our name. Tell your neighbors. Tell your whole county. Tell your region. Tell the farthest corners of this globe. Go find people in places you don't even know about yet and tell them. You will do more than I did, and it will be so great. But first, Jesus continued, wait. Wait for the one I told you about. The one who baptizes in fire will come to you. He will be your comfort and your helper. Before you go, wait for him. And then, right as they were finding themselves inspired to work their whole lives long for their risen Savior, spreading the word of his victories and his mysteries, they watch him rise even more, up and away into the clouds. These followers were already committed by this point. Their entire lives were centered on Jesus. They had been serving him by his side for the last three years, and they had just spent the most amazing 40 days with him, with this resurrected Jesus. For these were the few people on earth that saw Jesus die on the cross, get buried, rise from the dead, and now ascend up into the heavens. Their hearts were in it, maybe even deeper than their heads understood. They were burdened with the global task that Jesus painted for them, and they knew it was their work to do, for Jesus had spoken it directly to them. Shells shocked from what they had experienced recently, this group gathered eager in that upper room. I don't think they really had a clue what exactly they were doing there, and, or who even this helper was that was to come. They knew Jesus asked them to wait. So they waited. Ready, they waited. They knew whatever Jesus was sending them, they wanted. As they were obeying, expecting, longing, surrendered, wanting, and waiting, together, it happened. A strong, whistling wind. (laughs) 
waving through their souls. The windows are closed. Where's this wind coming from? And faster than they could even ask, they felt the peace and the ripple in their spirits as the Spirit of God descended in that normal apartment amidst those normal people. Their hearts beating like crazy. You know how it is when the Spirit comes to you. Their hair and their tunics waving in the power of this heavenly wind. And before they can even begin to explain this supernatural wave of strength blowing through them and all around them, their eyes start catching the next phenomenon. Flapping flames above their heads. Like leaping, dancing, blowing leaves of fire above them. They're just a room of followers changed, surrendered, obeying, ready and waiting for what Jesus is sending them. And they find themselves overtaken in this, mon- in this momentous, miraculous, heavenly experience. Their spirits and their bodies experiencing a miracle together. They can't explain it. They know it's good. They have the deepest peace in the middle of this wonder. And their hearts are swelling with worship to the one and only God. Their senses are on fire. Then just when it seems like almost too much more. Their minds and their mouths flood with the spirit. The wind and the flames seem to pour through them and out of them. And they speak in words they don't know. Languages they never learned and yet know how to pray. It comes out of them, both their spirit and their bodies at once. And they have no other way to explain it but a baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. Think about that moment. Imagine being in that room. Feel it. Pentecostals, the Spirit of God came to town that day. The Spirit of God made home in man. The temple moved from brick and mortar to the flesh and the bone and the spirit of mankind. (sighs) What a shift. What a moment. They weren't done when they left that upper room. That experience of the Holy Spirit of God just got them started. They were now emboldened and emblazing. When you think about this story, don't you want more? When I read Acts, I do. It's awesome to hear guidance from God, to see a Somali Muslim surrender to Jesus, to experience miraculous peace and years of provision, to watch an evil spirit flee, to receive a life-altering healing. 
I want to see him setting free people locked in generations of darkness. I want to see God continue to direct, redirect lives like Saul to Paul. I want to see thousands and thousands coming into the living church, saved and serving each other in sacrificial love, overcoming the power of Satan, and multiplying in numbers over and over and over again. If we love it so, and we want more, Christians, what hinders us? I wonder if we get distracted. We don't stop or slow down. We don't expect anything and we're not ready for it anyway. We get busy and we prioritize. Do we really give him our time? Can't we unplug our lives for him? I wonder if we don't even realize we need him. Even after all the years and the lessons, maybe we don't acknowledge the real enemy that pants after our destruction. Maybe we don't really connect with the weight and the complexities of the global task Jesus gave us. We carry on like we don't even need the Spirit of God in our lives. We don't war against flesh and blood, friends. People of the kingdom of Christ battle dark principalities. We don't war with Islam or atheism or racism or poverty, but a dark and powerful enemy that binds and hasn't loosened its grip and isn't planning on it anytime soon. The spiritual work of the church worldwide can't be done in the flesh alone. We need to wake up to our need of the Spirit. I also wonder if one of the things that hinders us from experiencing more of the Spirit's work in our lives is that we don't want to submit to him or surrender to him. Maybe we don't even really trust him. Lord, forgive us. He's weird. He's too out of control, unpredictable. We haven't figured them all out yet. We're happy to surrender to our gracious, loving Savior, but we don't want to lose control on the wild hands of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole point. We need to know that we're not in control. They were not in control in the upper room. That wild, miraculous moment came, and then with the Spirit, the followers went out emboldened and empowered, and the church was birthed. Our church was birthed, right? We're all a product of that. Do you hear your invitation of more of the Holy Spirit for you in this few chapters of Acts in the Bible. 
About 23 years ago, I was 18 years old, and this room was a place where I waited. The Holy Spirit blew through my life, and he rattled me here. I was young, and he changed me. He spoke words of the future to me in this room. He gave me visions of promise in this room, and he gave me an emboldening language of spiritual tongues in this very room. He also burdened me with a purpose to set fear and wealth aside and even embrace risk, to see his glory blaze and his fame rise where no one knows his name, where no one has a friend or a mother or an uncle or a pastor to tell them the gospel of Jesus, to go places no one wants to go and less want to stay. May we be first changed by our victorious Savior. Then, empowered and emboldened by the Spirit of God, may we be focused and faithfully committed to the great task that Jesus gave us, taking the whole gospel to the whole world. We have time, so we're actually going to wait. I would encourage you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. And we actually are going to wait in silence. I've asked Emily and the team just to wait a few minutes before we begin. I believe that that Holy Spirit is here right now. And he wants to speak to you. And I'm going to ask you to quiet your heart, and I'm going to quiet myself, and we're going to listen, and then I will lay a couple of challenges before you. Let's listen. Three challenges today. I would love it if you'd just be willing to keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed. Challenge number one, unplug. 
If today you feel that the Holy Spirit has challenged you to unplug, to make space, literal space and time, to waste your seconds on waiting for him, I want to invite you to stand. Challenge number two, need. If you are realizing that the Holy Spirit is challenging you to recognize how much you actually need him, that you are going to be outside your depth, and you want to express your need for him, if that's what he's saying to you, I want to invite you to stand. Third challenge, surrender. If you feel like the Holy Spirit is challenging you and saying to you, will you give yourself into the, my wild hands? For whatever I may ask of you, I want to encourage you to stand. I'm going to pray over you, and then we're going to begin to sing our worship to the Spirit of God. Father, Son, and Spirit, this is a very ordinary place for us. This is our place that is our upper room, our place where we wait, our place that we come to. Day after day now, for decades and decades, this space in this school has been used as our upper room, our waiting place for you. God, I remember the hour upon hour that I spent walking these aisles, waiting upon you, desperate for you, O oh God. I remember crying out to you, Lord, that if I do not have you, I do not have life. And so I pray that over every one of my brothers and sisters that are in this room today, would you come with a fresh touch of your spirit into this place? God, the nations matter to you, but we will never accomplish the task that is before us if we do not have the working of the spirit in our lives and all of the implications. And so today we give ourselves up to you, Lord. I want to encourage you now to begin to, to open yourself. Let your heart become like a flower that is opening up with the comforter of the Spirit. Let yourself begin to open up in the power and the wind of the Spirit. Let the hardness of your heart begin to become tender with the fire that comes from the Spirit. And allow your mind and your mouth... Allow your mind and your mouth to be engaged by the Spirit of God. Sing your songs of worship to Him and pour out your hearts to Him. Let's respond. <laughs>